Things are about to get supersized. Clark being Superman is just the tip of the iceberg. And loud as heck. My vision for the Sex Pistols is one of danger and desire. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch. On Tuesday, May 31st, we are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. After making movies for some four decades, Tom Cruise just had the biggest opening weekend of his career with the Top Gun sequel, Top Gun Maverick. The movie earned an estimated $151 million domestically over the four-day holiday weekend, taking in an additional $110 internationally for a $260 million global debut. Not only is Maverick Cruz's biggest theatrical opening to date, but also his first $100 million-plus debut. Prior to the sequel, the 2005 sci-fi action War of the Worlds ranked as Cruz's top domestic opening with $64.9 million, followed by 2018's Mission Impossible Fallout with $61.2 million. Elsewhere in theaters, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness continued to conjure domestic box office magic at number two, earning an additional $16.4 million this weekend. It is followed by the Bob's Burgers movie, which took a bite out of third place with a $12.6 million debut. Downton Abbey, A New Era, and The Bad Guys rounded out the top five, earning an additional $5.9 million and $4.6 million, respectively. Two series regulars are departing the blacklist following its season nine finale. Friday's episode was the last for Amir Arison and Laura Sohn. Arison made his debut as FBI Special Agent Aram Mashtabai in the third episode of season one, while Sohn played FBI Agent Alina Park beginning in season six. Matthew Morrison has exited his role as a judge on So You Think You Can Dance a little more than a week after the season 17 premiere following a failure to, quote, follow competition production protocols. In a statement to EW, Morrison said in part, quote, after filming the audition rounds for the show and completing the selection of the 12 finalists, I did not follow competition production protocols, preventing me from being able to judge the competition fairly. Details about Morrison's breach of protocol were not provided. Emily is bowing out of the Mayday Rebellion. Alexis Bledel, who portrayed the defiant handmaid Emily Malik on four seasons of The Handmaid's Tale, is stepping away from the Hulu drama ahead of its fifth season. No further information regarding Bledel's decision was given. Paramount Plus has revealed that The Good Fight, starring Christine Baranski, Audra McDonald, and more, is ending with season six, which premieres September 8th. Is Will on Stranger Things gay? Well, many fans are wondering if that's what the series is suggesting after the season three finale and now the season four episodes where he talks to Mike about it being, quote, scary to open up like that, to say how you really feel, especially to people you care about the most, because what if they don't like the truth? In an interview with EW, executive producer Sean Levy says, quote, Without getting into where we go later in season four, volume two, I guess I'll just say that there aren't many accidents on Stranger Things. There's clear intention and strategy and real thought given to each and every character. So if you came away from volume one feeling those breadcrumbs of plot and character, it's probably no accident. So looks like we're going to have a more definitive answer come volume two, which is premiering on Netflix with two supersized episodes on July 1st. 
In the meantime, Volume 1 of Season 4 is streaming now, and we have full coverage of all of that, including the cameo that producers called, quote, one of the biggest Rubik's Cube challenges all at EW.com. There, of course, is where you can find more on all of these stories, plus other news like the Star Wars celebration, reviews, interviews, and more. Number three. It's a bird. It's a plane. Nope. It's our number three pick, a new episode of Superman and Lois. After a brief hiatus, Clark Kent is back, and Jordan and Jonathan are on his back. Actually, both his and Lois's backs after they become suspicious that Jordan and Jonathan's story isn't completely true. Plus, Natalie tries to get Sarah to at least acknowledge Jordan. Here's a preview. You've been keeping this huge secret from me. What? I'm sorry. Clark being Superman is just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more you need to know. They have no one left over there to protect them. They're going to need our help. Can't save everybody. Well, I have to try. Well, surely after this hiatus, fans are going to need a whole lot more than kryptonite to keep them away from this new episode. Which, by the way, you can dig into starting tonight at 8 o'clock on The CW. Number two. God save the queen, because our next pick sure isn't an after-school special. It's the series premiere of Pistol. The FX series follows the creation of the Sex Pistols, the British punk rock band that shook up the establishment in England in the 1970s and changed the culture around music forever. Even though the band's immediate rise was short-lived, the members, Sid Vicious, Steve Jones, and Johnny Rotten, became synonymous with the punk rock movement for teens and, well, really anyone who felt like an outcast. Here's a clip from the show. Open the door, please. Do any of you imbeciles realize what's happening here? He is one of the greatest guitarists in all of England. And you are an untutored genius that, with the right guidance, could change the world. <laughs> You're a tosser. Yes, I am. And I'm going to toss this boring, grey country with its corrupt establishment right onto its inbred, self-important arse. Oh, well, frontman Johnny Rotten had some very choice words about the show, saying it was disrespectful to the band. He even tried to block it from using the Sex Pistols' music, but ultimately lost in court. What did director Danny Boyle have to say? Quote, it's just a small price to pay. Tune in to Pistol, streaming now on Hulu. Trivia. It's trivia time. Danny Boyle adds Pistol to the growing list of projects he's directed, including the Best Picture Oscar winner Slumdog Millionaire, for which he also won Best Director. But which of these movies did he not direct? 127 hours, 28 days later, or the next three days? Stick around for the answer, and our number one pick, What to Watch, will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, 
their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, we learned to just keep swimming and that fish are friends, not food. On May 30th, 2003, when the beloved Pixar film Finding Nemo was released, the film grossed $870 million in global box office receipts and was the second highest grossing film of 2003 behind The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Ellen DeGeneres became synonymous with her character Dory, which she voiced in Finding Nemo, and its 2016 sequel, Finding Dory. Folks, you are in for some serious crime fighting and lots of cold, hard cash. On our number one pick, the series debut of Tom Swift. After making a guest appearance on a season two episode of Nancy Drew, Playboy billionaire Tom Swift now has his own show on The CW. His charming demeanor and gigantic wealth can only take him so far, though. After his father disappears, it's up to Tom to save him. And along the way, he gets entangled in epic schemes of Illuminati proportions. Here's a preview. Honored guests, a core value at Swift Enterprises is that if you can dream it, we can make it happen. You know this level city. What does a genius inventor do when he's not inventing? I'm multitask. You know the way that I live. While I'm gone, you need to grow up. Be a man. more responsibility heaped upon you than you even know. Everyone you love will end up dead. My name is Tom Swift. I've got this. Well, from the looks of that, it seems like Swift knows a thing or two about engineering and technology. You can catch this spy drama and all the action-packed mystery rolled into one on the series debut of Tom Swift tonight at 9 on The CW. And finally, today, the answer to our trivia question. Pistol director Danny Boyle did not direct which of these movies? 127 hours, 28 days later, or the next three days? Well, hopefully you won't spend this much time thinking about the answer if you didn't get it right. It's the next three days. Boyle received Oscar nominations for writing and best picture for 127 hours about Aaron Ralston, who had to cut off his own arm after it got stuck when a boulder fell on it. And 28 Days Later was about a man who awoke from a coma after a virus caused a pandemic. That is our show for today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. 
What to Watch is written by Callie Shep, produced by Ashley Boucher, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson.